you can only manipulate words, never energy. So energy always speaks for itself. It can be felt. So when situations or people in your life are all aligning with the same energy, there's a strong message being brought forward by your higher self. So listen and pay attention to what is playing out to your life and listen and pay attention to what you're aligning your energy towards. Welcome to Let's Thrive, a lifestyle podcast where you can find the tools and inspiration necessary to thrive on life. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and tune in every Thursday to hear the candid conversations I have with guests who are just like you and me, trying to figure out this crazy world we live in. Enough said, it's time to thrive. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Thrive. I'm your host, Emily And I'm so excited to be recording this intro because it's spring, guys. I mean, it's been sunny and beautiful here. And with that sun, I've felt a lot more energy, which got me thinking about energy. So lately, you know, I've just been really thinking about energy and not the like, oh, wow, I'm tired because I have a cold right now. Hashtag me and have no energy, but more so on the molecular field or such, you know? I don't know. I'm not into science like that. But I'm just curious, like, understanding what makes us. We're more than just humans. I mean, we have a brain and a heart and organ systems, whatever, that make us function. But what makes us human beyond that? Is it the emotions, the energy, soul, spirit? That's, I think it's kind of a combination, but you do you. I just believe that we're more than skin and bones. We have something that makes us unique and more than just a functioning body. And so if we have this energy inside of us, how does that function and how does it affect us? I see this come into play with today's topic, which is Reiki, an ancient healing energy healing modality. Kind of screwed that up there, but stick with me here. So at first I was dubious. And maybe you will be too when you first start listening. But I just ask that you keep an open mind. Remember that this world is so much bigger than you and me, black and white thinking. Let's be real here, guys. And so with that, I'm I'm 100% supportive. Ship it, send it, of Reiki. And it just makes sense. I mean, if we are energy, then just like our physical body can be altered and need healing, so can our energy which is what Reiki is, an ancient form of energy healing. I was first exposed to this at Camp Wellness, which if you guys follow me, you know, I went to in the fall in San Francisco. And while I was there, I met this wonderful woman named Alice Chen, who has become an amazing friend of mine and just so happens to be, you know, a shamanic Reiki master. Nothing too cool about that. I'm joking. Very neat. I wish I had that title, but... (laughs) I just I decided to have her on the podcast because I wanted to share with you all what Reiki is. My mission is to expand your mind and teach you and inspire you. So what better way? Um, In this, we discuss what Reiki is. So if you're very confused as to what I'm saying, don't worry, you will quickly learn. (laughs) We'll hear all about the energy healing. And Alice also shares what shamanism is, if you've never heard of that, and then how shamanism fuses with reiki and thus creates a shamanic reiki master she shares how she got here the skills she's learned along the way and she also just goes into depth with some other little questions that i pop up and you'll even hear this amazing story of how she worked with someone with schizophrenia and the amazing effects that reiki had it gave me chills listening to the story we recorded this at night in the dark and i just got it was such a scene guys i'm telling you Listen, it's so amazing. And then I share my experience with Reiki and the feelings that overcame me and, yes, the visions I saw. And this may sound far out there, and that's okay, but have an open mind, guys. Listen through. If you think I'm crazy after this, that's okay. If you think it's really neat and want to ask more, fire away with your questions. Alice or I would be happy to answer them. She is from San Francisco, and so if you're around there, you can book a session with her. You can meet up with her in person. She's honestly one of the most personable people I've ever met, and I just wish I could have her, like, in my pocket at all times as this little, like, ray of sunshine because she is just something else, guys. I'm telling you what. And 
So I briefed you. Now it's time to listen. Excuse the dog barking in the background. I really hope you guys get as much out of this episode as I got out of recording it because you always, you can always learn more. And that's what I do every time I record. And that's what I do for you guys to learn. And without further ado, here is the amazing Alice. Well, this is going to be my favorite interview yet, as I just love talking with you. And we get to gush over everything Reiki, so it's an added bonus. Before we start, since the listeners probably don't know you, I just want to share to anyone listening that this woman, Alice, right here, is one of the most radiant people I've ever met. She has a heart of gold and a beautiful soul, just exudes positive, loving, and comforting vibes, and I can't wait for everyone to hear about you and your practice, and I just can't thank you enough for this. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> I want to like, thank you for the opportunity for having me on here. It's such a pleasure to be connecting with you, as always, and also connecting with your community. I'm truly so honored to be here and to be a part of this. Thank you. Of course. So before we start, what is one part of your day that has made you smile, even though it was pretty busy? (laughs) I have to say it's this. It's being able to share the shamanic Reiki healing energy um, to the masses, especially in a very fear for striking time in our modern day society. It's bringing love back, which is kind of missed and kind of like ignored in a sense, and disregarded. Okay, so for anyone who is unfamiliar with Reiki, can you give us a brief description of what it is? Basically, Reiki 101. Oh, man. Can I make it not brief and, like, explain? Yes, go into it as much as you want. Hours about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But first and foremost, Reiki is this hands-on Japanese spiritual healing art. It was created by Sensei Yusui in the 1880s. And in Japanese, the Rei means universal life and the Ki means energy, otherwise known as Qi in Chinese medicine or Prana in yoga. So Reiki is this beautiful way to relax and open your body, release any emotional energy and feel rejuvenated and revitalized through the universal life force energy. Yeah. So shamanism is this ancient form of spirituality. It's essentially a love story about falling in love with yourself, with life, with the raw wild beauty of creation. It's honoring all the elements, the animals, all of nature and earth and all the different spiritual realms. Shamanism teaches us to tap into our power, our wisdom and energy to create opportunities out of our own personal and global crises. And with shamanic Reiki, you combine these wonderful nurturing aspects of Reiki energy with the deep, connective, intuitive nudges from spirit that you get with the shamanic work. And so as a shamanic Reiki master, I walk between both worlds where I'm in this reality with you, Emily, and then also I'm diving into the spirit world where I connect with helping spirits or guides or ancestral spirits from trees to plants to rain or the earth for guidance and for wisdom and just information to bring back into this world to serve your highest involvement. That is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I can keep going, but... No, that is that is wonderful. So Reiki is kind of this, like, would you say, like, the healing art then? And shamanism is more of for, like, the spiritual side, then, just to make, like, the differential? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So with Reiki, is this something that can heal both physically and, like, energetically? Or is it something that kind of focuses on the energetic side of, you know, the human body and healing? Mm. So I like to see it as this, whereas we are made up of many different bodies. Um, we, it's not only the mental, it's it and the mental and the physical, it's also like your emotional and your spiritual side. It's hitting you all holistically, but essentially, and to answer your question, it's seen as a form of energy work, but it, be- it goes beyond 
different realms because you have so many added layers as your own individual spiritual being. And I, I agree with that. I just wanted to ask for the listeners, but because as you saw with me, you know, someone who has like a lot of built up trauma or, you know, emotional pain and everything that can like manifest as a physical symptom at times. And if you can heal that emotional ener- energetic side, then, you know, in turn, you can help hopefully heal some physical side of things. So I love that. And Reiki isn't just something that anyone can practice, if I'm correct. And if so, what type of training does it take to practice this healing modality? Um, so the kind of training that it takes to, to take on this healing modality is to obviously look for like a certified like Reiki master um, practitioner. But for me, surprisingly enough, a shaman had found me. And it was through a friend of a friend who had referred me to the shaman. And I personally started training with the shaman to learn about shamanic Reiki. Okay. And now people might not understand where this part is coming from, but your human design is a projector. And Mm -hmm. I can explain this like more later too, but nevertheless, how would you say that being a projector as yourself has helped you with Reiki and healing and connecting with spirit and all that comes along with it? So with being a projector, there's kind of kind of like backspace and kind of preface and explain like what it really is. Like there's four different kind of human beings on our planet. There's a manifester, generator, projector, and reflector. And some people can be a little mix of both. Um, but for me, I am a projector. And so my art is the art of recognizing. Um, and so a lot of times with being a projector, you wait for the invitation um, to whether it's to heal, to guide, and how that applies to my own life is that it's, I can't share um, my shamanic Reiki healing energy with those who are not open, who I do not have permission with, of course. Um, Granted, I'm only a conduit of this universal life force, and I can only heal you or guide you towards your own highest involvement, whatever that may be, with your permission. It ties in with being a projector quite beautifully because we as projectors are very complex beings and you know we are ultimately here to guide. And recognizing what guidance is and also waiting for the invitation to check in with obviously our authority first protects us from deep bitterness that we experience um, and fail to be recognized for our gifts. So a protector's aura is like the only one that penetrates into the core of the other. And this way, it regularly exposes to the deepest kind of conditioning. A lot of projectors are mostly healers. And so with this functionality, it lies in the source of being a projector. And the greatest gift of being a projector is recognizing how energy should be applied. That's beautiful. And I'm a generator as all <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the basic of the basic. So I just, I feel like we get along so well because, you know, you're almost like this ethereal, you know, like persona and, you know, I'm just like that go, go, go generator, like go until I'm like worn out. And whenever I talk with you, you're so like healing and soothing and it's like, you just take me in and make me feel better. So I think that goes together so well. And I agree. I was just going to say um, that I couldn't agree more with you because like as your generator, you're very open and, and then as a projector, I'm very absorbing. So the two of us really get along with each other on a very like deep and connective level. Definitely makes sense. If anyone knows where to know us. How did you find yourself immersed in this world of Reiki? You said you were like recommended by a friend, but were these, you know, gifts kind of showing up, you know, all your life or was there like a point in your life where you started to kind of get into the spiritual world, you know, with yoga or, you know, maybe seeing Reiki and other aspects? I'm just curious how, you know, you kind of got your mindset into this world of Reiki. 
So my journey started off as like a young child where I can tap into energies from all around me. I can walk into your room and I can automatically tap into your energy and you wouldn't have to say anything. And oftentimes, like as a little kid, I would go up to people and I would tell them, like, just say sorry, or you're gonna, it's going to be fine, etc. and so forth. And people would be bugged out. It was really like frowned upon. And my parents always told me that it was not okay for me to tap into other people's energies. So I was learned and socialized into that. And in fear of being ostracized, like, my family members sought to protect me from strengthening my own gifts um, through an unfortunate abusive upbringing. And so eventually I was brought up by my grandmother um, and learned um, as I can tap into other people's energies to put on many different masks. I can read and know what people want to hear and I would basically play to what they expected of me. And eventually, as years went on, that meant I never spoke my truth. And I got really sick with an autoimmune condition, um, Hashimoto's in particularly, where it's a, an autoimmune condition of the thyroid, the throat. And I really genuinely believe that when I got sick, it was me just years and years and years of never speaking my truth. And I relied heavily on Western medicine and realized that Western medicine didn't comply to my body. It actually made me more sick and I was hospitalized back and forth for a really long time, which forced me to seek different healing modalities because I was desperate. I couldn't find like anything else that would even help me, which kind of brought me to the alternative healing path. It's seen like many different doctors, it's seen like Ayurveda doctors, traditional Chinese medicine doctors is tapping back into my, my own Eastern roots and then eventually becoming more of myself, my true self, not all the masks that I put on years before. And as I was becoming more of myself, doors started opening and like surprisingly enough, I had a friend, a dear friend of mine called Maya, who actually told me like, hey, I think this training would really, really benefit you. It just speaks to you and exudes you. And so it happened that it connected me to my shaman and we've been trained ever since. And he's been sharing me his own gifts um, and helping me strengthening my own along with my clairvoyant gifts and my energetic gifts too. Mm, that's so beautiful. I just love your story. And I just thought of a fun question, but does this gift of yours extend to animals? Like, can you sense, you know, like the energy of animals around you or can you like even practice Reiki on them? Mm -hmm. That's correct. I can... I can practice on animals with their permission, of course, I do to my cat and my dog, like all the time. But a lot of my work and a lot of like what it entails means a lot of like soul life regression, but it also I can help bring up any of your like power animals or your spirit animals through my practice. Do you mind sharing what your spirit animal is? Totally. So there's a little bit of both. And um, it's so funny because when I had first started off, it's when I did my shamanic Reiki journey um, and training with my shaman, it first, it, my first one is a raven. And I kid you not, every single day, I find a raven. And it's always like with me. Um, it's always flying by me, whether I'm biking to or from work, um, or when I'm, whether I'm just walking around like the San Francisco neighborhood, it's always there just cocking. And when I see it, I know that I'm on the right path or some magic is about to happen. And now my shamanic power animal is a Roosevelt elk, and it's very grounding. And yesterday I actually trained with my shaman and we found another animal um, that's kind of just helped me like push forward and through everything in my life and really, really dismantle all the things that no longer serve me and my highest good. And that turns out to be a leopard. So everyone always has about like one, but it really depends. Like there can be multiple that come into the picture that come and want to help you along with your journey and guide you towards your highest self. That's wonderful. I'm, that just fascinates me so much to see that connection between you know like human and animal and 
There's uh, so many similarities. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it gives me chills. <laughs> so with Reiki healing, you, you oftentimes have like a session with a healer like yourself. Mm-hmm. So what does the healing practice consist of? Like what should someone expect going into a Reiki session if they were to have one? Totally. Okay. So, um, I'll like first share that like a lot of what my clients, like there's many different techniques that I share. Um, but a lot of my clients favorites are easing like effects of abuse or trauma. It's either lessening chronic pain or illness. I have a lot of terminally ill people who like have really like far, far cases of like cancers and they want to not feel any sort of pain. And so I'm able to help relieve that for them. Um, I also help relieve anxiety, tension, stress, and fatigue. I help also to remove fear of death. Um, Sometimes did we do like cutting of ties, otherwise known as cord cutting, like cutting energetic ties with people. You know how you meet some folks who are like old friends who, you know, those relationships don't work out and, but then there's still parts of you that are still connected with them somehow. That's another thing that I can help with. Um, Also with soul retrieval, um, and like we just mentioned earlier, the power animal retrieval. I do a lot of ancestral healing, energy extraction, and aura cleansing. But in all of essence, um, what you would do is that you would come to my practice um, and we'll kind of discuss what's been going on with you. Um, what is your intention? And as your intention, you set your intention, we'll go ahead and lay you down on a Reiki massage table, fully clothed, um, just as you would for a massage session. And with your permission, I would then start a shamanic journey, which includes a lot of drumming, um, and it gets you into what is called a theta meditative state. And we journey, and it's kind of similar to meditation, but on a deeper level. And you use the rhythms of the beat of the drum to get you deeper and deeper into the state of subconscious. And then afterwards, I use my shamanic animal, a shamanic Reiki animal, um, um, that's an elk, and I use a rattle to go ahead and create this shamanic state of consciousness, and then I continue drumming again. And then after this journey, I then we segue into the Reiki portion of it. And this is where I put my hands on over parts of your body, like over your eyes, on the side of your head, behind your head, and on your heart center. Um, And then I go to certain energy parts, which I am called to work. And sometimes, like I said earlier, I use the sound of the rattle again. I use crystals. Sometimes I may use, I might start burning sage or use other high vibrational essences or wakas, which are shamanic tools for short, to help embrace and deepen the healing work. And so most clients like to drift away surrounded in a gentle healing energy bubble. And they're surrounded in this like light aura. And They're then brought slowly back into their body to connect with the earth when the healing is complete. And it really depends on the individual because you can actively take part in the healing, um, helping to shift your own energetic blocks, release memories of past traumas, and then, or I can just guide you and journey with you throughout this whole process based off of what your intention is. And then afterwards, there's always time to for discussion, for grounding, and most times I give a little bit of homework for afterwards to fully integrate towards your own healing journey. And I think that's the perfect segue to talk about Camp Wellness because, I mean, hearing you talk about that just like gives me chills because for anyone listening, um, earlier this year, Davida... I cannot say her last name from love <laughs> of it, but from the Healthy Maven, she had a camp wellness, and Alice and I won't, both went to it, and while we were there, Alice did like a mini session, 
and she didn't have any of her tools and you know it was like a quarter of the usual length and it was still like so powerful so what were your feelings going into camp wellness did you have an expectation going into there like were you expecting to be doing this reiki you know it's it's so funny because the universe just has a really beautiful way of showing itself and expressing itself. I actually did not, honestly. I came with the intention that I was just going to support DeVita, um, and then I was going to meet some really cool, like-minded individuals. And so I honestly had no expectations coming into it. I actually wasn't even planning to even share my shamanic Reiki, but DeVita was so gracious and so kind to want to share my gifts to the rest of you, which I'm so fortunate that I did because it allowed me to really connect with you on a very deeper level. Okay. So for anyone listening, there's this beautiful retreat we're at in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) surrounded by nature. It was so beautiful. And we were in this, you know, large pavilion eating our dinner and Alice walks in and immediately she's just like this ray of sunshine and bright (laughs) energy. Like I remember I like looked up from the table and I'm like, who is she? Cause I, I didn't know who you were. (laughs) And so like, what were your thoughts going in? Could you like already sense our energies or is that something you've kind of gotten under control? Mm -hmm. I can sense energies, but I have like energetic boundaries that I create too. But once like not to my own horn, but once I come into the room, I bring that shamanic Reiki energy with me too. And I bless the room. It's kind of like wherever I go, I do. And even before like going to that space, I could tap in into every, all of the girls, everyone's energy that was in that cabin space, in that cafeteria space. So I knew fully what I was getting in myself into, but I was just reading with so much love, light, and joy. And I was just so excited to meet every one of you because every one of you are such beautiful souls. Oh my gosh, I love it. Makes me miss camp. Me too. (laughs) Okay, so should I just start by like telling what I experienced during our session or do you want to like add anything before? Please share your experience. I'm sure people will love to hear your side of it as well. Going into camp wellness in general, I did not have any connection to my spiritual self. Uh, I actually emailed Davida about a couple days before and begged (laughs) for my if I could like not come because I was so afraid that I wasn't going to fit in. I'm like, I don't do yoga and I don't, you know, I, I'm not into this spirituality stuff. Like I'm just going to do my thing. And, you know, Davida kindly told me like, no, we already have everything reserved. And, you know, I had my plane ticket. So I fly across the country and I get there and immediately I know I'm like in the right place. And so you're at home. Yes, exactly. And it was such a beautiful community of women. And so then later that night, Alice comes. She just like immediately after says hello to everyone, comes over and sits with me and we just start talking. And I believe it was the next day that Davida had her do Reiki with us. And like I mentioned before, it was like a 15 minute session or around there. And she didn't have any of her tools you know, I'm going into it like excited, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, I don't even know how to meditate. And they're telling us we have to like meditate and then do this healing. (laughs) And so we sit down and kind of nervous, but then we lay down and, you know, I think putting us in like a meditative state and at first it was kind of working, but then to be honest, um, I had like a photo shoot that was supposed to be afterwards with the camp photographer. So I'm laying there supposed to be meditating And all I can think about is, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear for the photo shoot? And then I realized, I'm like, okay, well, this is not going to work because I'm not meditating. And I just kept going over these thoughts in my head. I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm like failing at meditating. And then all of a sudden, I could just like sense that Alice was behind me. And it was just like my thoughts quit. And next thing I knew, I'm just laying there and I get this like flash of purple My eyes are closed. I'm, you know, laying on my yoga mat on the ground. There's like this flash of purple. And then I I honestly can't remember what you were saying or doing, but next thing I knew, I had what felt like waves. I could see them rising behind my eyelids. And then it felt like someone dropped a bowling ball on my chest. 
So I guess to back up just a tiny bit for anyone listening and who doesn't know me, I have just had like a lot of pain and like trauma and grief that I never dealt with as a kid from like losing my mom and losing an aunt that became my second mom in the same form. And then they were my world. And then I lost other family members and I foster cats and I lost a couple of them that I had, you know, invested all my being in. And then I had an eating disorder that I never fully came to terms with. And I had so much built up inside of me. I've always had nightmares of like tsunamis and hurricanes. And so when I'm laying there in this suddenly meditative state and these waves come behind my eyelids, I just like lose it. And I just remember I started shaking and convulsing, like sobbing so, so hard. Like I can't remember ever sobbing that hard besides like being beside my mom's like deathbed. Like never before have I felt it. And chest was like, like it felt like I was drowning and I was like gasping. And I could tell that Alice, you know, was like working as hard as she could. And I trusted her. I wasn't afraid. I just knew that whatever was happening was a beautiful thing because it was releasing all of that inside of me. And I just remember thinking like, how, like, how have I had this built up inside of me for so long? And so the waves just kept coming and I just felt like I was drowning and convulsing and sobbing. And I could tell Alice was like moving down the different like parts, like from my head to like my heart. And I just, I felt comforted, but scared. And then the waves started to go away and I was like floating just up in like the air. I've, you know, always been one to get lost in my thoughts and lost in daydreams. And this is what it felt like. It was just like, I was above everything and I could touch nothing. And I felt such sorrow in my heart, looking down at this world beneath me that I, I have never felt connected to since I've lost my mom. And I was so, so full of sorrow. And then I saw this church like rise up out of nowhere. And I'm not religious at all. I gave all that up a long time ago, but it still holds a part of my heart as sacred. I have no disrespect towards religion, but to me, this was just like a sign of loved ones I've lost that did believe in that. And from the top of the church sprouted this form. And as I'm watching, I stopped crying as much and I, I stopped shaking as much and I can hear Alice more and I'm feeling a bit more connected to my body. And then all of a sudden it shoots from the top of the church and it's this butterfly. And in that moment it clicks that I decided years ago that my mom's spirit animal would be a butterfly. It's always felt right. And so in that moment I realized I felt such peace. And I remember my crying turned into like quiet whimper and then I was done. And I just could feel my breathing start to like level out. And I felt so free and I felt grounded. I wasn't up above. I was back down on the earth and I was seeing all the grief that I had trapped down inside of me. And Alice kept, I believe you were like saying, saying words and you're just like such a comforting presence. I believe like you moved on, but I, I stayed in that like heightened sense. And I remember then I was just like in this beautiful purplish glow and I felt so calm, almost to the point, you know, where I was like, I was back in that meditative state. And then you called us all out of to consciousness. And <laughs> I was the only one bawling in the room. And Davida was, oh, I feel so good. That was such a happy moment for me. And <laughs> I was like, trying not to start sobbing again at the memory of it all. But um, it was just the most powerful thing. And, you know, some of you listening may think I'm absolutely crazy. And that's okay, because you haven't been here. You haven't experienced that yet. And someday, hopefully you will. And for those of you that believe in more than our physical bodies, no matter what you believe in, know that there is more than us. There's more than us. And that's what Reiki brought out. And it was just one of the most beautiful and wonderful moments of my life. And and I've had, you know, struggles since then. But because of that session with Alice, like 20 minutes without her tools and, you know, without me properly meditating, we were able to accomplish so much healing. If you just kind of want to give like what you felt doing that Reiki on all of us, kind of give your thoughts on it all. That'd be wonderful. You are just so brave and 
just so beautiful and I am just so grateful to be with you, to empower you, to awaken that part of yourself. I'm only, again, just a conduit of this universal life force energy, so I'm ultimately just a guide. Um, while I could administer the healing, I'm only just guiding you towards finding that power deep within yourself. And going into it, I was able to feel what was going on with everyone. Um, and until everyone gave me their permission to work on their energy, whether misaligned or not, it, it gave me a sense of connection. I was able to see the way how everyone saw themselves, how they saw the world in which they live in, and able to see what was going on in their head and what could be potentially troubling them. I also then moved my way to the throat to see if there was whether people were speaking their truth or if it was clogged. And a lot of times, sadly, it was. I can see different colors from darks, um, dark grays, dark browns. And basically putting my hands over it, I was able to remove that until I saw a purple or I saw a white light. And as I moved towards all, like down towards the body, I was able to basically reconnect those parts of their bodies that have been misaligned and bring them back into center. And sometimes, like, obviously, depending on the person, um, there were a lot of messages that were there. And for you in particular, Emily, it was the most beautiful experience um, that I've seen in quite a while because while we were working together and during the session, while I see visions and things come up during, there were guides that were with us during that time of that entire healing process. And a lot of it was your mother, um, a lot of it was your aunt, and many others, um, your loved ones who had passed on from this life, who were just rooting for you and just wishing you and consoling you towards healing those parts of self that have been hurt for so long. Afterwards, you and I just like went and walked and talked about it all and it felt so freeing. It was like a happy, happy, sad cry because it felt, I felt so connected and being in that wonderful place in nature definitely helped. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just so amazing to like connect with that and with you through it. Thank you. It's, you know, with the shamanic Reiki, I feel like for you, it both strengthened and reinforced your own intuitive power. So like both, both as like a giver, which you give a lot, and also as a receiver. And so it was amazing to witness throughout that whole process, you gently transforming um, to the next stage of your life journey, which brings us here. Definitely. <laughs> Ultimately, I, again, just a conduit of the energy, I just helped guide you towards empowering yourself because you are your own healer. You, are, you have the power within yourself to find that. And I'm just here to guide you. Well, you're wonderful at it. You are. <laughs> I am curious, have you ever had fear going into a session? Like, has someone ever come to you and you sense right away that maybe like, you know, they had some, some, some big energy or has there just been any instances where you were kind of scared to get, you know, intermingled with that, that force? Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, I used to be very nervous in the beginning. Um, and until I actually believed in the universal life force energy, I knew that, you know, it wasn't me myself that was healing the whole process. It was tapping and and accessing that part of the universal life force and trusting that to provide for me and to carry me throughout the whole healing journey. But there's a story where an instance where I had gone to someone's home that had asked me for some help and they had a, they had a loved one who had schizophrenia and it was, kind of scary to going into it because the things that he would say frightened a lot of people and a lot of it and a lot of people thought it was he was demonic 
um, and that there was actually an entity that was beyond him that had made him so sick. Um, and it was either him going back to a mental institution, but they really wanted him to feel at home. So they had him a part of his home, which I did welcome me to. And when I was able to go into that room, into that place, I was terrified. There was so much dark energy. It was so scary. It's like you can imagine going into like a dark hole um, and a black hole and not being able to get out of it. It was just so heavy and so draining, if you will. But instead of letting my ego get into the mix of this healing work, I was able to call in my spirit guides, my animals, um, to call on my teachers and my guides to help me along with this process and really believe that the universal life force energy, as woo-woo as it sounds, would guide me throughout this whole process towards evolving him. And so it turned out that there was a lot of how do I say this? This is going to sound woo-woo, but there was a lot of demons and different entities and shadows that were plaguing his space. And it had to go to the point where I had to ask him and ask these other entities um, why they were bothering him, why they were there um, and plaguing his mind with all these words and all this, like, sadness and depression within himself and his family and it turns out that that those entities had come from places that didn't feel like they deserved to go into the light they had come from entities that had unfortunately maybe had injured or hurt people before and so they felt so much guilt and so much shame from it that they didn't feel like they can move on into the next part of their life they felt unworthy and so throughout the process i was able to bring them all of them into the light and be able surprisingly enough the universe works in very magical ways remove that part of himself and to this day he's a normal human boy with schizophrenia that people had thought he was so sick from oh i have chills oh my gosh alice that is such a testament to you and and the universe the healing powers and you know for anyone who does think this sounds woo-woo or magical i am telling you until you experience it for yourself it can seem that way but you know, have an open mind and honestly contemplate things you have seen and heard of and tell me that there isn't, then like I was saying before, more than us on this physical plane. Like there's so much more. And that story is such a testament to it. Oh my gosh. Wow. Definitely more than meets the eye. Yes. Beyond the different layers, you can expand so much more. So beautiful. <laughs> I guess, so if you had to give like one tip for someone who maybe wants to expand their consciousness and explore these different, you know, aspects of the world, what's one tip you would give, you know, one or two tips that you would give to someone looking to expand, you know, their consciousness, their way of thinking, how they view the world? Totally. Um, so it's, I have two actually. So one is to learn the lesson. Everything that happens to you is happening for you. So seek to find a lesson from every experience. It's there to ultimately serve you in your highest good, whatever that may be. Now, two, you can only manipulate words, never energy. So energy always speaks for itself. It can be felt. So when situations or people in your life are all aligning with the same energy, there's a strong message being brought forward by your higher self. So listen and pay attention to what is playing out to your life and listen and pay attention to what you're aligning your energy towards. So without that self-awareness, there can be no evolution and no growth. It was you that taught me, like, try to find the lesson in everything. And, you know, whether it's in the past or the present or something that may happen, if you can just stop and think why, you know, why is this happening? Not why did this happen to me, but why is this happening? Like what, what am I to learn from this situation? 
whether it be good or bad or somewhere in between. And I know for me personally, that has been the largest thing because it kind of removes that like ego of thinking like it's all about you. Like in, when in reality, the universe might be trying to teach you something that isn't just about you, that maybe affects others or will help others or will teach others. And so those are two very good tips. And I suggest anyone listening, seriously take them into consideration. So we'll close out with some fun rapid fire ones. Sure. Just real quick. So what is your favorite meal at the moment? Oh my gosh. My favorite meal at the moment. It's, it's, it's getting cold. I feel like everyone is feeling the winter months. And so, which calls for a lot of comfort food. And for me as of late has been mushroom risotto. It's been my favorite thing. Um, as of late, it's so warming and nourishing to the souls and so nourishing too. It's funny. I've never had risotto of any kind. Oh my gosh. I know. And when you come to San Francisco next, I'm making it for you. It is so good. And of course it has to be vegan because I'm unfortunately lactose intolerant. And I know, I think you are too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. So when I come to San Francisco, let's make it because I was just looking in a cookbook for inspiration yesterday and the one meal was mushroom risotto and like a vegan vegan option. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I don't know. And then I couldn't get mushrooms at the store. So it never happened. But yeah, I guess maybe I'm just meant to try it in San Francisco with you. <laughs> so coming up soon. Can't wait. I know. Yeah. Soon. Actually, I've got to get planning. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you. I know. Okay. So if we could travel or, oh my God. Okay. If you could travel anywhere, where would you go? If I can travel anywhere, where would it be? As of lately, I've been hearing very good things about Bali, and I just hear it's such a magical place, and I would really love to explore and adventure the wonders that are there. Oh my gosh, I know. I There's this girl I interviewed a couple weeks ago, and her, she and her business partner do like getaway trips, and they had one to Bali, and I was oh. like, oh my gosh, I've got to go because I'm, you know, I'm too afraid to go on my own. Oh my God, we should go. I don't go. know enough. I know. I was just going to say, can you imagine? Oh <laughs> my God. Um, oh my God. That would be the best trip ever. I know. I've. Oh my God, we should this year. I think this is our year, Emily. I think so. 2019 has a lot in store for oh both of us, for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even packed it. I haven't planned a vacation for this year yet. So Oh my gosh, let's go to Bali. Let's go to Bali. We'll plan when I come to San Francisco. (laughs) Okay, sounds like a plan. (laughs) There we go. Okay, so if you could shout one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear, what would it be? Stay in your own lane. It's, I mean, it kind of explains it for itself, but with all that's out there, it's so easy to it's so easily to get absorbed by the comparison and the, the compare and contrast of others and to really like doubt yourself and look at the lack of rather than the gain. And so I think a lot of my journey in my life was focusing so much on other paths instead of my own. And until I got sick, until I found these alternative healing modalities, it forced me to stay in my own path. And I feel so much more at peace with myself. Granted, no day is perfect and you have your good and bad days, but for the most part, I feel so much more at ease with myself, with being myself in my own path. That's basically living your truth too. Mm-hmm. True that. <laughs> that is so powerful. Oh, and so so you started, you still have your autoimmune condition, right? But you can, do you have like a good grasp on it now that you're, you know, living your truth and living out all your passions in life? So much more. I was like a hot mess before in a sense where like I was hospitalized back and forth. I was so flared up. I just like, I I couldn't even go to work because I was like, I couldn't even do anything. And now I'm... I also have my own shamanic Reiki healing practice. And I also am an executive assistant for like seven executives. And I'm in a relationship and I have friends and... I'm basically in the process of reversing my autoimmune condition. Like I feel so much better and happier with my life since I finally decided to step into my own power and then to speak my own truth. Love that. 
Thank you so much for coming on. And I have a feeling that everyone will just love this episode. And I know I did. I just always love talking with you. So thank you. Thank you from my heart to yours as always. I honor you. I see you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for this. And another thank you to Alice for making time in her very busy schedule to record this. I mean, guys, besides working a full day job for a big company named Grove Collaborative, which is all about sustainable like household products and cleaning and super amazing. I highly suggest checking it out. But besides working there all day, she also does her shamanic Reiki healing on the side, as well as yoga teacher training and just a other smattering of projects and events and speaking opportunities. She is superwoman. And that's not to say we aren't all superwomen and supermen, but guys, she really does it all. And for her to make time to record this meant the world to me. And we always love catching up. So it was just such a fun time. And I understand once more, if you think this still sounds crazy, that's fine. Like, thank you for listening and thank you for keeping your mind open to listen through it. And I just hope that maybe someday you get to experience it or, you know, just something maybe gets you thinking, oh, maybe I'll look into that more. And if you did like this, if you resonated with it or you're like me and you just full send it, you support it, great. Like reach out to me, reach out to Alice. Let me know if you have any other questions or, you know, if you'd want to maybe try Reiki. Alice does over the, she does long distance Reiki. Um, and depending on where you live, you can find a local person. You want to make sure, you know, they're legitimate, but, um, I just really think this is something everyone should experience. Like I say in the intro, we heal our physical bodies or we try to all the time. What about our energy? I mean, energy can be physical, emotional, and mental, and it's kind of all tied up into one inside of us. And it's who we are, you know, like this is my energy, Emily's energy. And I think, oh, excuse the alarm. Okay. I think we can all benefit from a little bit of healing. And so I highly support Reiki. If you have any questions, Alice is on Instagram at Alice in Wonderland. I'll link it below. She also has an amazing site, super friendly, always open to conversations. And as am I, I'm on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. I have my website. I'll link it below. Remember, if you like this, please, 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 please share it on your story or anywhere. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, get it out to as many people as possible because the more reviews and the more credentials I have to this, the better guests I can get on. And trust me, I have some really amazing ones. I've already had really amazing ones and I have even more to come. So stick with me and thank you guys so much love and I will talk to you next time. Bye.